Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We're so glad that you're back with us this week. We began a series last week to kick off the New Year's on the topic of boundaries, and we're going to continue on with that series this week and in many of the weeks to yes. come, because we could just go and go and go and go and on go this and topic. Go. So if you did not tune in with us last week, we definitely want to encourage you to go back mm-hmm. and check out the podcast from from last week. We really laid a foundation on what boundaries is mm-hmm. and just the definition of boundaries and just a little bit of background on where we're headed in this series. And so we really want to encourage you that if you did not listen to that one, just go ahead and hit pause, yes. go back <laughs> and check out last week's podcast before we jump into this week. Um, because we're excited about where we're headed, but there's a lot. Yes, so, there, there is a lot. a lot. We will definitely not run out of things Mm-mm. to talk about with this topic. But no. today we are kind of turning the corner to talk more about the permission that we have to have boundaries and continuing to set the foundation so that we have a really biblical mm-hmm. and straightforward understanding of what boundaries are. This is not just an idea that, you know, some authors came up with or, you know, that you just find in counseling. This is something that Jesus lived out that we have biblical just proof for that really does give us permission. Because I believe you said last week, Mel, there's something to be said about as believers to really continue to look at the life that Jesus lived Mm -hmm. to then model ourselves after. And so we actually have some opportunities, some situations that he showed us where he set boundaries Mm -hmm. that we're going to just kind of spend some time talking about today as the foundation for understanding that because he did it, it's modeled to us. Therefore, we have the permission Mm -hmm. to do that for ourselves. Absolutely. I think it's so amazing to me whenever we do these workshops that um, mm-hmm. we've been we've been doing here at Mercy, we'll talk about this idea of boundaries. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people have the same reaction that I did when I first heard about boundaries. And they're just kind of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I have to do what? I don't want to do that. <laughs> that sounds mean. Or And, and I think it's so important because when we do look at the fact that Jesus set boundaries himself, it's amazing sometimes the, just the light that goes on for people that are like, wait, okay, now I have permission to do it because he did it. And I really do think that it's important that we always go back to, you know, we aren't just pulling different ideas out of the sky or finding good books. We always want to take everything back to the word and everything back to what Jesus modeled and say, do we have permission? Because did he do this? Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find, I don't think that you're going to find this whole idea, this specific concept of boundaries or the word boundary written about in the word, but you can see it very clearly throughout his life that he was someone who knew about this idea of healthy boundaries, even if the book boundaries wasn't written yet. By right. Colin Townsend. <laughs> um, this was not, this was not a new concept. This has ancient roots to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really good for us to spend time today looking at just the way Jesus did it and the way he modeled it. And so we have a few different examples that we just want to touch on this morning, or I say this morning, that's when we're recording it, but I don't know when you're listening today, we're going to focus in on just a few examples of how Jesus modeled this in his own life. And so we're, we're going to look at three different stories, three right. different examples. So the first example that we're going to look at today is from John 5, and it's the story of the healing at the pool. And it starts in verse 2. I'm just going to read it. It says, Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. 
One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Mm -hmm. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. And so in this story, you know, Jesus healed this paralytic who had been paralyzed for 38 years. And, you know, Jesus didn't buy into any sort of the, of, you know, excuses or, or even pity him. But Jesus did heal him. Mm-hmm. But that was when the paralytic made the decision to say, I need help. And and he actually told the paralytic to stand and, and said that you have a part to play in this. Right. And I want you to stand. And he he. I think it's important for sometimes, especially those of us who have a heart to help other people, is that we need to, first of all, have them be able to vocalize, I want help. I need help. And and not to say like, oh, my goodness, you know, Jesus could have looked at him and said, oh, my goodness, here's a paralyzed man. He needs help. I'm going to help him. Right. He's like, no, you have a part to play in this. First of all, I need you to vocalize that you want help. And then I'm going to actually give you something to do. You're going to stand up and you're going to walk. And so I think we sometimes we just want to take on everything, take on all the responsibility for other people, see that they need help, step in, try to take care of the situation and let them just sit there and do nothing. You know, and I think Jesus in this story was modeling, no, you actually have a role in this as well. And so I love that he modeled for us that other people also have a responsibility for their lives. And so how to help equip them and empower them to take responsibility for even for their own healing in mm-hmm. some in some levels. And so I think that that's a great story to start off with. That's so good. The next one that we're going to look at is actually where Jesus was anointed by Mary. And that is in John 12, three through eight. And it says, then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. This is what Jesus said. Leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. One of the reasons I think that this is a really helpful story in regards to the conversation of boundaries is that not only was Jesus setting the boundary for himself, like you are only going to have me so long, but he was also setting it for someone else. And I just think there's something to be said at times where we, like we even talked about last week, for me as a parent, I had to learn what boundaries really look like as a single woman when I was in a season of counseling in order to then give it away. And so this is a perfect story of Jesus knowing what boundaries are, carrying those well for himself, but also teaching and putting those in place for other people. In this mm-hmm. situation, we know in that culture, women did not have a voice. They were not seen as even to men. And so for her to even try to set a boundary for herself may not have gone down as well mm-hmm. as it would in our culture. So Jesus really stepped in and set the boundary for her, but also was teaching the boundaries to those people in the room. And so I think that that is another really good example of how Jesus carried it, but he also put it in place for others mm-hmm. and stepped into the gap for those that may not have been able to put the boundaries in place for themselves. That's so good. I love that. Well, one of the best examples mm-hmm. that I think that Jesus gives us is in the story of the rich young ruler. Right. And this is in Matthew 19. It starts in verse uh, 16. 
It says, just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not, you shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And this story is obviously a great example of Jesus, first of all, honestly telling him a hard truth, Mm -hmm. one that was not going to be easy for the man to swallow. And I think Jesus knew that, but Jesus didn't change the rules on him. He basically said, here's the choice you have to make. And the, the young man made the choice and he walked away and Jesus let him walk away. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't run after him, didn't beg him to change his mind, didn't say, okay, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe you could just give like 80% of what you have. You know, he didn't change any of the rules or change any of the hard truths. He laid it out there. He let the man make the choice and the man chose to walk away and Jesus let him walk away. And I think that is a fantastic example for us, especially those of us who might be parents or might be helpers, you know, to be able to say, here's the hard truths and here's the choices that you have to make and letting other people make those choices, letting them walk away, letting them suffer consequences to choices that they make. That's a hard one to do, Mm -hmm. but man, Jesus did it so clearly in this story. And so I think that that is also, you know, just a great example that he set. Yeah. Jesus did not struggle with false responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no. none of that. I mean, he did not make choices out of guilt or fear or false responsibility. Yeah. And that is why ultimately, you know, as we talk through all of these examples, the real thing that we continue to come back to with all of this is that Jesus did it. He modeled it. He carried it well. And like you said, Mel, the word boundaries is probably not going to be found in the word, Mm -hmm. but he modeled it for us to show us what it looked like to have boundaries for himself, as well as setting those for others and not getting pulled into, you know, the pity or all those types of things, especially like as we talk to helpers and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But I think even the other thought that really comes to mind as well is even thinking about personal boundaries. You know, we talk about as much as this is not just about our time, I think of all the times that Jesus tucked himself away with Father God or, you know, went out early in the morning to be in a place of prayer and Mm -hmm. continue to have good boundaries around his time so that then when it was time to teach and to be out about around the throng of people, he had what he needed because he had very good boundaries around himself as an individual in his relationships and those people that were around him. And Mm so if he modeled it for us, our takeaway from today is that if Jesus did it, then we have ultimate permission to make sure that we have those same things in our lives and to see how healthy and balanced and good he was. Mm -hmm. Even though he was God, he was still in flesh. And so he was able to really carry this well for us to follow. Right. And even in that, I feel like setting boundaries in the midst of and in the face of great 
need, mm-hmm. I think was something that he modeled many times throughout scripture. And, and I feel like he just also was such a good picture of how setting appropriate, healthy boundaries literally increases our ability to care for people right. and increases our ability to love them well. Mm-hmm. And so, th- you know, this is, will be an idea that we go back to probably every single week because I think it's so important. We, we touched on this last week, but you know, setting boundaries might be hurtful, but it's not going to be harmful. And in right. fact, it's going to be for the best. It's going to be for the good. It's going to increase your ability to love and care for other people. It's going to increase their ability to take responsibility for their lives. And you're not doing anybody good by taking responsibility for their life. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it can be hurtful. It can sting. But just like the example that we used last week, and that's in the, the book Boundaries, you know, just like getting a cavity filled is hurtful. It's it's for the good. It's not doing that's any harm harm to you. And so I feel like we need to continue to remind ourselves that even though it's going to hurt and it may even hurt you to even have to set them every once in a while, you have to, because it's, it's for the ultimate good of the other person and it's for the ultimate good of you. Don't let that guilt or that fear of the hurt keep you from doing what is best. And so I just feel like that's going to be something we have to keep going back to, because it's going to be, I feel like a lot of people just kind of recoil at this, like, I can't do this, you know, but it is for the good of everyone involved. And typically what I have found in my own life and for those that I counsel is I don't, I can't think of a time that anyone who has set out to set boundaries in a very prayerful, Mm -hmm. healthy, loving way has ever regretted Mm -hmm. it. Like all it does is create space for health and for growth and for healing. That is exactly what it does. And like you said, it's not fun, but Welcome to Mercy Talk and all the things that we talk about when it comes to the process and to healing yeah. and to all of none of this is easy, mm-hmm. but there's never a regret that's attached to these things. Any of the things that we've talked about week in and week out when it comes to the Lord coming in and the healing and all those types of things. It's hard work. Process is not fun. But when you walk it out, you never regret the outcome. You never regret the good fruit that comes from it. And boundaries are very, very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully as we've talked through today, Mel, just this, these examples of how Jesus modeled boundaries for us, hopefully the takeaway for all of our listeners is that we have permission. Mm-hmm. If anything we wanted them to get this week is that we have permission to set boundaries. But in addition to that, we really want to encourage you all, if this is something that you're interested in more, we of course, first and foremost, encourage you to check out the boundaries book by Cloud and Townsend. It's an awesome resource. But in addition to that, we're also looking into this year, now that 2017 is here, we're looking towards our work workshops and oh, they're one of our favorite things to yes. do. But with that, our next workshop will fall March 9th and 10th here in Nashville. And that is our Empower Workshop. We talk a ton about boundaries, just a ton of equipping for helpers. It's a really, really powerful and special time. If that is something that you're interested in, our deadline to register falls February 15th. So you have about a month to get on there and register. If it's something you want to know more about, just go ahead and click onto our events tab on the mercymultiplied.com website and that will position you to kind of check it out and hopefully come join us. So, And I actually will add to that before we close. We actually are going to have a cap to our March workshops um, this time because we are going to have a special event that we're offering to to kick off our new Freedom Series that's happening that evening. And so we are going to actually have to cap out our attendance at the workshops, which is usually kind of just wide open to as many people as we can pack into the room. But we um, just want to let you know that because basically once we've capped out, it's going to be closed and we'll have to direct you to workshops later in the year. So if you're interested in attending, we encourage you to register as soon as possible. That's so great. 
Yes. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Next week, we are going to continue this conversation on boundaries. It's going to be great. But really getting into the practicality of how do I begin to set boundaries in my life. So we hope you will join us then. 